This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. And thank you for time coming in to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Tonight we're going to be talking about the tragedy in Oxford High School. And I know that everyone at this point has already heard about it. There was a young man who is 15 years old. He was in the school office on a Monday alone, and on Tuesday, the same students was again in the office, but this time his parents were with him. After his parents left, he supposedly went into the restroom and came out with a gun. The young man began shooting and killed three students. Six others were injured and one teacher. On December the 1st, 2021, a fourth victim, a young man, 17 years old, passed away. Four had remained hospitalized and three have been treated and released. A 14-year-old male was still in critical condition with shots to the jaw and the hand. A 17-year-old female was still in critical condition with shots to the chest. There was a 15-year-old male released with a wound to the left leg. There was a 17-year-old male with a hip injury. The 47-year-old teacher was discharged with a wound to her left shoulder. The young man has been charged with terrorism charges causing death, four counts of first-degree murder, seven counts of assaults with intent to do murder and 12 counts of felony firearms. And he's now being charged as an adult. So that really is a tragedy. I know parents do not send their children to school not to come back. This is really, really a hard time. And those kids will never forget what happened. Now the police have said that they're going to charge the parents for murder. But parents are not to be found. They claim that they're not where they should be because I'm assuming they got a lot of um, death threats or whatever. 
I don't know if the police are looking for them or they're just going to wait for them to walk up to where they are. I don't know. But this, uh, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy with those students being killed. Right now, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Mr. Coleman. How you doing? Good, Jenny White. Good evening. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. Little bit kind of because of the uh, topic that we'll be talking about, the tragedy in Oxford. It's very, very sad about those four children who have died. But it's bad for all of the children because they experienced that. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's a um, very unfortunate condition um, to for that to have happened. Uh, again, they said that this is this year is the most uh, school shootings, uh, 26, uh, compared to 1999. Uh, so uh, things seem to be getting worse, uh, and we still can't get our Republican lawmakers to uh, support any gun control bills. And, um, and then, you know, uh, you have parents that uh, are negligent and uh, purchased the gun for him um, knowing that he had his shoes. Uh, so it was um, a real unfortunate situation. Uh, yeah, and you know what involved. What I thought was interesting is that when he overheard that someone was shooting in a school, he ran home to check his gun, to, and then he saw that the one that he had purchased for his son was missing. And he called the school and told them that he thought that the person who is doing all the shooting was his son. Well, he called the police and told them that. Well, he called somebody uh, and told them. Yeah. But, you know, they um, they had gone up to, you know, the teacher had seen initially, the teacher had seen him on his phone. Uh, right. Doing right. a search for ammunition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was concerning. And at that point, you know, he was sent to the office. And um, the office called the mother. You know, she didn't answer. Um, but instead of calling back, she texted him. And her text was, LOL, laugh out loud, I'm not mad, time, don't get caught. So that's what she she texted him. And... Uh, and then when uh, the following day, when the parents had gone up to the school, you know, after they had talked with them, they insisted, you know, they wanted to send him home and told him that he needed to get therapy, you know, within 48 hours. And they, you know, put up a fuss and insisted 
that he not be removed from the school, so he ended up going back to the classroom. And, uh, you know, we see what happens at that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was in the office in that meeting, and they said uh, they're sure that he had his gun in his backpack. Who and, said uh, that? The meeting. Someone uh, well, mentioned that. Yeah, it's been reported that, you know, they were sure that he had his gun with him. And in nobody? His backpack when they were. Nobody searched his backpack? Uh, no, evidently they didn't. Evidently they didn't search his backpack. Well, did you see the, went back to class. Did you see where he was writing about something and, and asked somebody, I don't know who, or he just wrote it down, said he needed help? Yeah, I did read uh, that. He said, you know, he can't get rid of the voices. Right. He needs help. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but not a parent's on the run. Yeah. That's that's yeah. interesting to me. It's real interesting yeah. because I don't know if they're looking for them or not. I know had this be, if it had been another race, they would have sent everybody out looking for him. Well, uh, I heard the sheriff uh, of Oakland County said that uh, they have a task force and the FBI is assisting, so they will be apprehended, and they're looking for him. Uh, the attorney for the family said that uh, initially had said that they were going to turn themselves in uh once they, they heard that they were going to be charged, and then uh, the attorney called the sheriff and said that uh, they're no longer answering phone calls or texts, and uh, she doesn't know where they're at. Um, but then the family, I guess, uh, has since told the attorney that, you know, they're not running. They just left for their own safety. And yeah, that that's what are, they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on their way back. Hmm. But uh, the sheriff said that they haven't contacted them and they still don't know where their their location. So as far as they're concerned, they're on the run. Yeah, well, it's a sad situation. It really is. I mean, those kids, you know, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it's a bad situation. I mean, you know, uh, kids have been bringing weapons and guns to school for years. I mean, this is not a new phenomenon. I think at least in in the urban community, I think the difference is uh, black kids just not shooting up the whole school. I mean, if they, you know, if they're gunshots out of school, Chances are, you know, they're they aiming at somebody, you know, because of some beef or whatever the situation may be. I remember in the sixth grade, we had a student that brought a stainless steel 38 to class to show off. 
Uh, and I remember being in awe of that at that particular time. Like, really? I, and it may have been the first gun that I, I've seen up close, the real one. But I do I do recall that. Now, sixth grade. I don't recall that. Uh, why would you? We we weren't in the same class. <laughs> You're funny. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but so you know, students have been bringing guns to school. You know, there's just there's just a different culture. Um, but. Uh, yeah, why would you be you know, purchasing a, a gun for a 15-year-old? Yeah, well, some people don't have a problem with them, you know, purchasing a rifle to go hunting with, in quotes, air quotes. But, you know, purchasing a pistol, they've got a problem with. So, you know, so it's still funny. I had somebody say, well, I don't have a problem with them purchasing a pistol, you know, purchasing uh, a a a rifle to go hunting with, where they don't need to purchase a pistol. So, you know, and that's the reason Kyle Rittenhouse had his one the charge dismissed because of the the law and, and carrying a, a long gun uh, for hunting purposes. So Yeah, uh, right. That was for hunting, all right. So it's uh, very unfortunate that that um, situation occurred. And, you know, I feel very sorry for the the families and victims and and the uh, community, but, you know, since then, there have been a number of different schools that have um, shut down because of that. You know, students. I know. I heard that. Yeah, and not only you know here in Michigan, but all over the country. You know, there have been students that have been afraid uh, to go to school. So it's, you, uh, you know, that's unfortunate yeah, because this is, uh, you might as well say, the second year. These kids haven't been able to get to school. I mean, come on. They've missed a lot. They have missed a lot. And yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you can get that back. Can't get it back. Can't get <clears throat> can't get that time back. <clears throat> it's yeah, unfortunate. Know, that's, almost, that's almost like looking at a Lions game, you know. Can't get that time back. You know, that's you know. Time wasted. That that was that was a joke though. It was too soon, too soon for the joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> <laughs> All right, too, too soon for the joke, but anyway. <laughs> well, I'm just going to um, ask uh, our listeners if you have something you would like to say 
about the tragedy in Oxford, just press the one on your phone and we will listen. We will listen and see what you have to say. Right now, I'm going to take a break and we'll be back. My name is Sheila White. I am the president and co-founder of Her Cries Are Heard, an organization that focuses on preventing violence against females. One in three women have been victims of physical abuse or violence by an intimate partner or non-partner within their lifetime. 94% of women killed by men were murdered by someone they knew. Violence can affect a woman's physical and mental health and also negatively affect her children. In 1991, my sister was murdered by her husband, and in 2013, my niece was murdered by a man who followed her home from a party. Being a victim of violence is devastating to the victim and the victim's family. Help us to help you. Help us to prevent this from happening to you or someone you love. Please look at our website, www.hercriesareheard.org for the prevention tools and referrals to help save lives. Autism affects one in 68 children, sweeping all racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. Autism is a lifelong brain disorder that leads to untold challenges to the physical, financial, and social well-being of people with autism and their families. Resources are stretched thin. The Autism Alliance of Michigan, a collective voice for families across the entire state, uses resources to help families battle challenges right here, right now. If you or anyone you know needs help navigating the autism journey, contact the Autism Alliance of Michigan today, 877-463-AAOM, or visit them online at aaomi.org. And we're back to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Okay. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show, and we've been discussing tragedy in Oxford. And I see someone would like to make a comment. How you doing? This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show, and you are? Hello, listeners? (laughs) Okay, Tommy, how you doing? Yes, I'm fine, and you? Well, first of all, I don't think that a child should have access to a weapon, period. Uh, When you look at so many of these games now uh, and the games that they have for the children, sometimes I tell my grands, no, you're not going to look at that game. And it's a lot of violence going on in these games. And as I said, I don't care if it's going hunting or what. I don't think that children need to have access to weapons. And I feel so sorry for all of the families that have been affected by this incident, whether it's here and then, you know, down through the years there has been other areas where children have been uh, shot and killed. So listening to the news yesterday, the sheriff uh, in Oakland County said that uh, some years ago there was a six-year-old that had came to school that had a weapon. 
However, though, I think it was the teacher that had said something, that, and they was able to get that uh, weapon from that child. So uh, another thing, my sons and grandsons, I do not buy guns for them. When they were toy guns, we never did. We never did buy toy guns for them. And, you know, they have plenty of other toys out. And the society that we are living in, and then, you know, the first thing they said that people have mental problems. I realize we have mental problems, and it appears that the young man was crying out for help. And I really and truly feel sorry for him as well because he does not realize what he has himself into. And it appears that after he did this, that his family, his parents ran away. Mm-hmm. And they, I do feel that they need to be held accountable. I, I feel that because you can just imagine what he is going through right now. And then you can just imagine what the other families are going through. And they said that uh, on one station there was about a 1,000 people that had came out for the visual for them this evening. And they also had stated that this is a small town and how the community all got together. And, uh, you know, that's good. That's good. But I don't care who you is, who you are, death hurts. Death really and truly hurts. Oh, yes. So, oh, yes. Yeah, it hurts. Absolutely. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it definitely hurts. And as I said, I feel sorry for the young man, and I feel sorry for each of the families that this have affected. And when you think about this, this have affected all of us, each yes. one of us. Yes, it has. Yes, it has, because you don't want to see anything like this happen to anybody. That's true. I agree yeah, with that. And brother, and brother, and brother, what's his name? Uh, the one from uh, Illinois, uh, Kyle. He does not realize. He think he got away. However, he didn't get away because once you do something and you think you have got away with it, watch him try it again. Mm-hmm. So you don't get away. You don't get away with. It. So you know, I could say more, but I'm going to leave it open in case somebody else want to say something. Okay, well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you your, what you had to say. I think we You're all uh, feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's sickening, you know, it is. to think about what happened. Mm-hmm. Those children, mm-hmm. those four children, two the women, yes. and, well, two girls and two young men. And two Mhm, mhm. And one of the young men, uh, the police had put him in the car, and he died in the car on the oh. way to the hospital. Oh, wow! I didn't on hear that. On the way to the hospital, yeah. Channel Four had said that he died in the car on the way to oh, the hospital. Oh, that's so sad. Mhm. Yeah, and this just... time of year, you know, it hurts anyway. However, yeah. this time of year. And it, it's going the to hurt holiday. Them. Yeah. The holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, it feels for them. It hurt my heart. It really hurt my heart. And mine that, as well. That it happened. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that the young man was asking for help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and then, then another I, thing. Uh huh. Go ahead. 
Another thing, you hear about things like this occurring other places. However, we never would have thought something like that would have occurred here, and that just goes to show that you never know. You never know. No, you don't. You never know. Mm-mm. When, where, or how, you never know. Mm-mm. And one man did say, and I don't know if this was a, well, he had to have been a Christian. He said that he just hoped that uh, that they all were saved, all the kids. He said yes, he hoped they were saved. Yes, I thought mm-hmm. about that, too. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. about that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he hoped they were saved. And so, um, you know, if, they, if they're saved, we know where they're going. Where they are. If they yeah. are saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't it's, know. It's something to think about. You're right. You're oh, right. yeah. We don't know. Oh, yeah. We just don't oh, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it is don't. sad. I don't care who, whose children it was. That's right. That's it's right. It's sickening to know that those mm-hmm. kids were like that. It, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the parents ran away. In so many words, uh, uh, we can say that the parents ran away and left him hanging, left him hanging. Well, then he couldn't get out. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. They wouldn't give mm-mm. him a bond. But the mm-mm. parents, uh, now I I can believe that people would be uh, attacking them. I can believe mm-hmm. that. And they might have also bullied this uh, young man. You, uh, uh, that from what I understand, there is a lot of bullying that goes on and go on in these schools. So they might have bullied him. That might be one reason this came about, because he was determined, seemed as if he was determined to um, attack uh, the, the students. So but he you might know have what? been bullied. My thing is this. I don't, uh, I don't, that school, <laughs> I wouldn't put my child in that school mm-hmm. because if he's had all those problems and he hasn't had anyone to talk with him and at least try to help him and mm-hmm. those people never reported anything mm-mm, to the mm-mm. police, they hadn't written anything down. And you well, the prosecutor me? said that, uh, well, from what she's saying, that there might be more that um, will be charged as well. It depends on what they knew and when they knew it. So it might be some more. Yeah, but if this kid has been a problem, he was a problem Monday. Mm-hmm. And he was the problem Tuesday. Come mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they didn't write mm-hmm. anything down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that that was that's truly something to think about. Yep. Okay, that's I have another caller. About. I thank you for calling. All right, nice talking with you. Okay, you too. I have another caller. Okay, caller, your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Yes. Hi. Um, I'm kind of conflicted with why the principal and the teacher were not charged. <laughs> and I, I, I really need to understand 
if the boy and his parents, if the teacher saw the drawing on Monday, along with, and she reported it to the principal, the principal called the parents in for a conference with the child. Why were the police not called in? Now, to me, this could have been avoided. Well, yeah. They they also could have been uh, avoided if his parents had taken him home. Well, from my understanding, what the prosecutor said today was the parents refused to take him home. Well, to me, that means if the parents are refusing to take him home, then you call the police. And you let yeah. the police take the little boy out of that school because the child, the the drawing that he had, the child even said on the drawing, somebody please help me because I keep hearing these voices over and over in my head telling me to kill. So if he's saying this, why aren't, why aren't you helping? And then another lady came on TV uh, from Florida And she said that the little boy has been in trouble for years and that the little boy had did something to her 18-year-old son Mm. that inflicted harm. So the parents knew from day one that the child was a problem. I have a problem with the parents buying a gun for the child. If you're that kind of parent, why aren't you afraid that he might shoot you in your sleep? I don't think I would Every parent knows their child. (laughs) They didn't buy bullets for the gun. The little boy went online and bought his own bullets. That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A lot of things, a lot of that death could have been avoided. Yes, because the first funeral is tomorrow. Already? Tell that to the parents. Yes. The first funeral is tomorrow. And that's sad. And then you've got three more next week. Yeah. Well, to me, I the, parents should, the parents should go and sue the school board because they failed to protect their children. Well, that's what they're not going to do. And so we, we're we going to wait and see what they do to the officials in the school. We're going to see if, they, if the police do anything. Well, if I'm your everyday Sally and I say they should be prosecuted, they should be prosecuted. And it's not just, if I thought of it, why didn't the prosecutor think of it? You you didn't call anybody to render help. The principal said today, well, we told them that they had to get him counseling. Well, if you told them that on Monday, why did you allow that child to come back into that building? And they told them that they could not bring him back until he did counseling. Why did you allow him in that school on Tuesday? So what you're telling me is that they asked the uh, parents to take the child, and they refused. 
Right. They refused to take him back home with them. And they left him in that school. And then Tuesday morning, something else happened, and they called the child and his parents back in the school again. Two days in a row. He did something last week that they haven't stated what he did last week. But they actually had to send out a Twitter to tell the other parents that the kids were safe and that they could send their children to school. So there were several different things that transpired prior to all of this. And nobody took this kid serious. And when a child tells you on a note that he needs help and somebody please help me, that's a cry for help. Why didn't they insist that he had to leave that building at once? You had an officer there in the school that could have helped you get that child out of that school. That's true. That's true. Well, I, I have no answer to that question. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Those kids will never forget that. No, and they, they're expecting to clean the school and have the kids come back in a week or two. I would not send my child back to that school. I would homeschool for the balance of the semester. Well, one if thing for sure. If, this, if, they're, if they're doing it at this school, what other school are they doing it at? I don't know, but I know uh, I'm like you. I don't I don't like that uh, school. I don't know what's going on with them. But they're not taking care of business. No, they're not. And it cost four people their lives because they didn't take care of business. And I, 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 just, I just don't understand how you cannot document this. And they're saying that the child, they have no record of him right. ever being bullied. Well, if you didn't document him saying he was going to kill people, why would I think anything else? If you, you know, notice, we have a lot of questions. Had, we have a they lot had of questions. one black parent. They had one black parent that was on Channel That's Seven the News. Talking? The David. Yeah, the, yes, and the mother said that she told her son, "Come on, um, I got to get you to school. I'm running late." And the boy told her, "I am not going to school today." Now, you can drop me off, but I'm not going in that building. Well, he did ask her if if he could stay home, and she told him yes. Right. Right. But the kids, the, the night before, the little boy went on Snapchat and Twitter and warned the kids that he was going to kill them. He warned them, so... I just don't understand. You had so many signs to protect these children, and you're so, they're so busy wondering about everything else that's going on except for death. They're, they're not expecting somebody to shoot in their privileged school. Yeah, right. 
But if you saw the kids running out, you saw that one black child run out of that school. And that's because they had been warned. Mm. And they, if the kids took it to heart, why didn't the principal and the teacher? Yeah, there were some warnings. Yes, it was. Several. Several. Yeah. What parent wants to send their school, their child to school for education and have them come out in a body bag? No, nobody's looking for that. It's um So for all the points that I have mentioned, I say that the teacher and the principal should be charged. Well, we're gonna see what they're gonna do about that. Because they never approach the police about anything. I don't understand that. But like you say, they did have security in the building. Yes. Well, first they've got to find the parents. (laughs) Right, because the the parents are on the run. They're on the run. (laughs) Right. The the attorney said that uh, they're not on the run. They're just hiding yeah, because they they've been uh-huh. threatened. Right. Well, if you take your behind to the police station, nobody can threaten you. How about that? Yeah, right. I know one thing. If there had been a black couple, uh, couple, they'd have had everybody and every and airplanes and trucks and everything out trying to find them. No, if the little boy had have been black. He wouldn't be here to tell the story, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, considering they said that uh, when he surrendered or when when they captured him, he still had seven bullets in the gun. Right. Plus he had bullets in his pocket and a a, another full loaded clip. He fired over thirty rounds. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't finished yet. No. Someone and came. Blessed... Uh, some... no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Door. Yeah, someone came to one of the classrooms and uh, tried to get the students to open the door. And, no, that you know, was I'm... security. That was that was security. They, right. They, that was security. They found out that it was that it was one that. of the policemen trying to get them out. Yeah. Okay. But what they did was but the open up the window and jumped out and move. ran. Yeah, because he said, you know, come come to the door, bro. You know, but I showed him they, my badge, come to the door, bro. And they said, but, oh, that's yeah, what they said. Yeah, you heard one of the kids. But they right. had been and trained. Heard, they had been trained to uh, right. barricade the door and not to go out. And they did just what they were supposed to do. Right, so what they did was opened up the window and jumped out and ran over to the Myers. That's what they had been trained to do. Well, in uh, the TikTok video, they ran into uh, another part of the video, another part of the building where um, they had a sheriff deputy that was there, you know, by the door. And he told them, you know, okay, come on in. You're safe now. You know, I saw that. Okay, I did did hear that, but... I thought that they ran to the Myers. Well, I well, they were. Exactly, the I think that was after he was captured. I think that you know they made that arrangement after he was captured for the parents 
to um, be able to meet up with the children. Yeah, because liars told, they told everybody that if you are not a parent or a student, you have to leave the building. Yeah, because, because I think they were still trying. To be there but the kids. Yeah. I think they were still trying to figure out if there was, you know, uh, another gunman involved or, you know, what was going on. So I don't think that they immediately evacuated the children out of school because um, you don't want to evacuate one of the shooters with them. Right. Well, it's and unfortunate. The thing about it is when you do the the active shooter training and and uh, you know potentially the active shooter is in the in in the class getting the training as well. That's true. Because he was That's in, he was in the school, so if they was training him, you know, on what to do in that instance, you know, he he was there. He he knew what to do. He knew what they were going to be doing. Yeah, well, what I can understand is how uh, the parents tell the school personnel that they're not taking them home. I I don't understand how that goes. I don't either. I don't either. No, 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 no. At any rate, you know, we, we know it's a tragedy. We know it's a tragedy. And honestly, I had to shed some tears over that. I really did because if you, you know were, just if you were thinking, human, if you were a human being, you cried. If you had I, any kind of conscience or a heart, you cried. Yeah, I sure did. It just hurt my heart for those children to not have a future, and they're gone. Right. Okay, well, I'm going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this nasty new uh, whatever kind of thing we got going (laughs) with this vaccine stuff. So COVID is here to stay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just like the flu. Yeah. Yep, it, it, and it's going to come back every year. Yeah. Well, maybe not yeah. as as harsh, you know. We're just going to hope. We're well, as long as you're not vaccinated, this is our future. And even if you're vaccinated, you you can still get it. It's just won't be as bad, but it's there. This is our new norm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And I do have well, one. We're, gonna, I we're do going have... to talk, excuse me, we're going to talk about that when we come back. So hold on. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. We'll be back to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Is your food bland and you want to spice it up? Does it taste like something is missing? What's missing 
is my seasoning, butcher's bodacious seasoning, all-purpose seasoning, good on absolutely everything but ice cream. I'm Linda Porter, President and CEO of Butcher's Bodacious Seasoning. To get the spice back in your life, call me at 313-393-2738. You won't regret it. Thank you. How do fantasy and sci-fi help make us into better people? And how can Christians best glorify our Lord Jesus Christ as we enjoy these stories? Also, where can you find the best fantastical Christian novels? Yes, they do exist, and we know exactly where to find them. From the creators of Lorehaven Magazine and from biblical Christian storytellers around the world comes a new podcast for readers of amazing stories. We call it Fantastical Truth. I'm E. Stephen Burnett. And I'm Zachary Russell. Our mission is to find biblical truth in fantastic stories. We apply the wonders of these imaginary worlds to the real world our Creator has called us to serve. Toward that chief end, we will find the best novels by Christian authors, fantasy, science fiction, and beyond. Together we will explore these stories in light of the gospel, and we'll join these authors and other creative friends on this joyful journey to find the happiness and holiness of Jesus by exploring his gift of truthful imagination. Please subscribe at lorehaven.com or on podcast players everywhere. Join us in this eternal quest to seek and find fantastical truth. And we're back with the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. And this, uh, the rest of the time, we're going to talk about the that other thing. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot remember what the name of that is. Omicron. Omicron. That sounds Omnicron. like a movie. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, a deadly like movie. Too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. You would say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think this one is worse than the first one because it seems as if it's more people that are dying. And well, I, well, I know that Detroit had 18,000 active cases in one weekend, and that was last weekend, and 173 people passed in one weekend. From COVID? From COVID. Yeah, because the Omicron variant uh, hasn't been detected in Michigan yet. Right. They said it's here. No, they said it's not in Michigan yet. It's not in Michigan yet. Give us time. Yeah, give us a couple of days. All right. <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard you know, that. It's sad. Yeah, I don't like that, but it's, it's the truth. People are not being vigilant about other people. When I I have not been out of my home other than two weeks ago, 
prior to that, I had not left my home since August. Wow. Because the last time I was out, <clears throat> there was somebody that was just coughing, 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 and didn't have a mask on. And people that were mm. in the store were saying, you need to leave. <laughs> and I told mm. them, well, it's too late. Because he's not coughing in his hand, he's not coughing mm. in his elbow, and it's airborne. And for those mm. of you that don't have on the mask, you need to be worried. And I walked mm. out and I said, that's it. I have a uh, bottle of microban. Every day I spray my mail and leave it in the box before I bring it in the house. I have my groceries delivered. I open up the bags. I spray the, the contents of the... Because you don't know who's touched what. That's true. We still have people that go to the bathroom and don't wash their hands, so you know they're not going to take care of anything else. That's true. So you ain't been out the house since August. No, <laughs> and I'm careful about who I... If you tell me you're not vaccinated, you're not coming in. Okay. okay. You are not coming in here. One of my neighbors told yeah. me today there was... Uh, UPS delivered a box, and he said, you need to get your box in. And I told him, not until I spray it. It's not coming in this house. (laughs) If it's airborne, it's on the bottom of your shoes, which means you're bringing it into your home. That's true. It's on your coat, which means you're bringing it into your home. So I spray And that's yeah. that's my that's my binky. I comfort myself <laughs> with that. Yeah, well, well, you know, un- unfortunately, you yeah, unfortunately, this pandemic has affected a lot of uh, a lot of, affected everybody's life in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Except for those who don't care, you know, and living well, in loco, you know, like it ain't here. My sister was the ninth person in Detroit to pass from COVID when it originally came. Mm. She had a stroke, and I had her rushed to the hospital. Well, while sitting in the hospital, there was a woman that was across from her in emergency that had a nonstop cough, and it it felt like the cough was coming from the soles of her feet. That's how deep it Mm. was. And I asked the nurse that was sitting, that was helping my sister, I said, can I have a mask? At that time, nobody knew about COVID. They knew something was out there, and I thought the person had the flu or something else because it was in February. And I said, well, can I have a mask? Because I don't want to catch whatever it is they got. And I said, and give my sister one. And Mm. then they had our our curtain open. I closed the curtain. And my sister was in the hospital for two weeks. The third week, they told us, well, she has COVID. And I said, how did she get COVID? She didn't come here with COVID. Mm. And they said, well, she has it, and and we're working on her. And But nobody told me for those first two weeks, don't put my hands on her. I was touching her feet. I was rubbing her hands. I was talking to her. Nobody knew. And then all of a sudden, I went there every day. All of a sudden, I show up, and there are masks outside of her door. 
and hand sanitizer. And I give, and they had her door closed, and I got ready to open the door, and they said, no, no, don't go in. And I asked them why, and they said, well, a counselor will be up to talk to you. And that's when they sat me down and told me, well, she has COVID. And I'm like, well, okay, I hear about COVID on the news, but I haven't been paying it any attention because it's not affecting me. Right. So that night when I got home, and COVID came up on the news, I sat there and I listened to what they were saying. And I said, well, that's that cough that they were talking about that that is COVID. I said, so that's where she got it from, was this woman. And all I could say was, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't get it. Wow. My son had it. close to it, huh? Right. Mm. My son had it, and on four different occasions, the hospital called me and told me, come tell him goodbye. Oh, man. And he got it when they called my home and told me I needed to come to the hospital to come see about my sister if I wanted to tell her goodbye. And I told them, I want to come see her, but I'm scared. And they told me, well, we'll mm-hmm. gown you up and we'll do this. And Nope, nope. You got nurses that are doing what you're telling me you're going to do for me, and they're getting it. So, no, I I just have to pray, and that's it. Well, I called my children, and I told them, and my son went to go tell my my sister goodbye. Okay. No one told him not to touch her. He held Mm. her hand. And then he came out. He left. He went and had lunch and went home. Two days mm. later, he had he had COVID. Oh man! And they they would not admit him in the hospital. They kept telling him, "Well, stay home. It's not as bad as you think it is." And he wound up driving himself to the hospital, and they gave him a test. They told him, "Well, yeah, you got COVID, and take this medication, and that's it." Well, he called me. A couple of days later, and said, Mom, I can't breathe. I said, hang up with me and call 911. Okay. And at that time, 911 said they weren't taking them. They had wow. to get there some, some other way. So my granddaughter drove her father to the hospital. They admitted him. He was there for a week. They found a blood clot in his lung. Mm. They kept him for a week. They sent him home, and a couple of days later, he said, Ma, something else is going on. I told him, hang up with me, go to the hospital, take your phone with you. Mm. They kept him an additional two weeks, and he was put on a ventilator. Oh, man. They sent him back home, and he told me, he said, Ma, he said, I'm sick again. I said, go back to the hospital. He went back. They kept him an additional week. And so now, out of everything that he's been through, he has complications now. He has a heart condition now that he did not go in there with. He has the brain fog. He can be talking to you and in the middle of a sentence forget the next word. Oh, man. He had lost his sense of taste and smell, which he finally got back. 
but they're telling him that his heart condition and his brain fog will be with him for the rest of his life. Wow. Yes, uh, I think a lot of people are going to find out what some of the complications of COVID are. Um, was he vaccinated? Well, he, this was early, so well, no, I don't not, at, not at that time. Not at that point. Okay. Right, they weren't out at that time. Oh man, sorry to hear that. They didn't, they didn't know how to treat it because they didn't right. know what they were dealing with. Yeah, that's true. And he caught it early. Yes. Yes, he caught it within the first month. Mm. Well, it's it's a blessing that he's still here. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. And like I told him, I I still love you with brain fog and and bad heart. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's serious, you know, and there's a lot of people that, you know, just don't believe don't it. I mean, serious. some people some people are willing to risk their lives, you know, about it. You know, I'm not going to wear a mask. You can't make me wear one, you know. Um, and, I mean, you know, recently there have been some people that were anti-vaxxers that have passed away from COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no. Right. The what broke my heart was the twenty was the twenty one year old boy that was in Texas. He had it and he was asked they he was asking for the vaccination and they were telling him that it was too late. And they said sick. the next day that I'm sorry. He was already sick. He was already he sick. Was he was in the hospital. It. Oh, okay. He, he had, they had taken him off the ventilator because they said there was nothing else they could do for him. Wow. And he asked for the vaccination, and um, the nurse told him it was too late for him to get the vaccination. And he passed a couple hours later. Wow. Now, if that doesn't make you change your mind about getting the vaccination, something's wrong. Yeah, I don't understand that because you have people going on the television saying, if you haven't gotten it, please get the vaccine. They're saying that, and people still won't do it. I don't know. There was a young man. Well, right. uh, That's that's what my male person told me. Well, I'm not getting it because I don't know what's in it. And so I asked her, I said, well, uh, I'm not trying to be funny. This was back in the summertime. I said, I'm not trying to be funny. I said, but for your size and frame that you are, you had breast implants. And she said, I sure did. I said, well, what's in the implant? Okay. And she said, I mm. don't know. I said, were you ever mm. vaccinated chicken pox, whooping cough, and the childhood diseases, she said, yeah. I said, do, do you know what's in them? She said, no. I said, then what's the problem? Mm, okay. That's true. Right. You pop a, these people out here that are pill poppers, you're, you're popping a pill. You don't know what's in it. You go to your doctor, nope. he gives you a prescription, you take it. You don't know what's in it. That's true. 
I mean, you don't know what's in your food. I mean, you, you might right. be able to understand the, the the first the first two ingredients, and then the rest, you know, the the, the riboflavin and how the hydrochloride, you know, <laughs> color, artificial color, and you know, high fructose. And, I, I really started watching what I put in my body once I heard that these other countries were saying, "Don't ship no more food over here to us." Hmm. We're not accepting it. Hmm. So if they're not wow. accepting it, why would I eat it? Oh, wow. Yeah, you China say said, don't, don't you send anything else over here. We'll send you some electronics, but don't you send no food. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> well, well, that's um, unfortunate. Also- yeah, I wanted to kind of touch on before we, you know, end the show, I wanted to kind of pivot over to another uh, story that's in the news now where uh, a lady uh, had kidnapped four kids that were walking to school here in Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah I and, saw that. Yeah, it was a white lady with four black kids. Uh, Ain't that something? She ran through she ran through a red light, and the police just happened to be there, and they pulled her over. And when they approached on the passenger side, they saw, you know, four black kids in the back. And then, you know. But she, she said they know, were hers, was, and the kids started well, I don't know. shaking their heads. <laughs> well, I don't know. She said that she was taking them to school. That's what the cops said. They, they asked her if that yeah. was if those were her children, and she said yes. And the kids start shaking their heads. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't hear yeah. that part. Right. Right. But I did hear that, you know, she, they asked her, she said she was taking them to school. She was in a rush, and they asked her what school, and she couldn't name a school. Right. And so they took her out the car, and then they asked the kids, they asked the oldest, the 11-year-old, you know, if they knew her, and, you know, he said no. I don't know so why they got left. in. That's the problem well, I don't have. I, I don't understand. Well, we don't well, know. Well, the youngest what, what, woman was five. What'd you say? I still don't understand why those children got in that vehicle with that lady that they knew nothing about. They well, had I mean, we don't know what we don't know what transpired. I mean, we we don't You're know right. if she threatened them with a weapon or you know what happened. Well, thank so, God the I mean, cops you know. got her. Cause right. Yeah, but that might not have been those that might, kids. It, I mean, she was in a stolen car. The car was stolen. Oh, right. Wow. I didn't know that. And, you know, that that was, it probably wasn't her first time. So, you know, I'm sure she knows where some other kids at. Hmm. Well, I have I another know. caller. Okay, caller. How are you? Hello. Hello. Excuse me. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm just fine. I was thinking about what uh, what the uh, um, uh, our visitor was saying, and um, I was thinking about uh, I, I, I was looking at YouTube, and um, I see where Joni and Marcus Lamb, who own Daystar. Her husband just recently died 
from COVID, and they were like against the vaccine. They were people's rights and things like that. And it's interesting, though, he just died of COVID. And they're, you know, they're I mean, just like TBN, uh, you know, the, um, they own TBN, but they own Daystar. It's a Christian uh, network. And uh, he died of COVID. So that's interesting. They've been fighting it, fighting the vaccine against this, against that, you know, all of this. And um, now he's dead from it. Yeah, at age 64. Wow. That was interesting. Um, They've been around a long time. But um, they were against the vaccine. Don't take this. They're more like people who follow after Trump. Oh, um, please. Oh, yeah. So now he's dead. And she's having a hard Mm. time realizing it, you know. It's... um, you don't really know what to do when it comes down to the vaccine, to this or that. But like the uh, per, our visitor was saying, she said, you don't know what was in anything, you know. You don't really know what it is. But you, like anybody, you have to make a t- make a decision and take your chance with it. And that's what's so sad, you know. Um, it goes down to what you're going to believe. Yeah. What you're going to believe and go ahead. And then should you take the booster? the booster shot and all of this. Well, they're not supposed to have the disease in the vaccine, which is what they normally do. Say it again. They normally put it in there, you know, like the flu. When you take those, uh, those shots, they have a little bit of that in there. But they didn't do that with this. With the um, boost. Mm-hmm. They didn't put that in in the vaccine. So, I have another caller. Thank you. Hi, caller. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, they were just talking about that vaccine last night. I was listening to MSNBC. They said they have a new cure, which is black, some kind of black mud that the people are now eating and actually uh, washing their kids with that and with peroxide. Uh, and evidently they sent, uh, you can send for it in the, you know, in the mail. And so a couple of the universities actually, you know, sent for it and then, you know, sent it to their laboratory to find out what was going on. And they found out that the the black dirt that they're eating has arsenic and lead. Oh, <laughs> arsenic! So this was, this is yes, and lead. There was four, four universities. They mentioned that they had you know they they had you know sent it to to find out what was actually in it, and they were bathing their little kids in it and everything, you know, and. Uh, that's supposed to be the new, the newest craze. I guess you come from uh, <laughs> using animal stuff to eating dirt and mud that you don't know what's in it instead of having a vaccination that you do have a little bit of idea what's in it. So uh, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you wonder, you know, there's, I guess if they bought a pet rock, I guess there's, there's always a chance for people to buy some of anything, I guess. <laughs> you know, but if you, somewhere you figure common sense would uh, kind of step in, 
But uh, well, you know, you know what kinda, they say about common sense. It ain't common. Not common anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it ever has been. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you're talking to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, that dirt. Uh, they've been digging that dirt up, you know, right next to a landfill. Mm-hmm. And so that that was um, part of the part. That's part of the problem. Other than right, just eating dirt instead of getting a vaccination. Right. That reminds. This was this was back in the eighties uh, when I was at, out at GM out proving grounds. They had, they sent a, a guy came in from uh, the health department. And they were taught we had uh, had bad water, you know. They had they had like one of those uh, giant water tanks, and evidently the birds had, you know, pecked a hole in it, right? And some of them had got in there and died, so that actually contaminated, you know, all the water out there. So what they did was they started giving out bottled water. Then they gave us a, a meeting on, you know, uh, you know what you should do in order to be safe. And a lot of the farmers out there was talking, was saying, well, hey, we don't, we got our own well water, so we don't need that Detroit water or whatever that's supposed to be coming from Detroit. And that man said, you realize that where you're, where you're living now is a garbage dump. Because it starts with the inner city, then they dump it, then after they get finished dumping, they build houses on it, and then, you know, it just keeps going out and going out and going out. So they, they told him that you better get yourself a big truck and drive down to Detroit and get you some good water because all this stuff that's coming through uh, these underground uh, streams and stuff is accumulating all that has been buried there for, you know, for how many years, you know? And mm-hmm. so uh, everybody was, like, shocked. That's, that's when they started talking about how Detroit water was the cleanest water in the, in the United States, and that's why Coleman Young didn't want to give it up, you mm-hmm. know, to the Tri-County area. And this is way before yeah. the plan. Well, you see how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> ended, up, ended up taking it in bankruptcy and selling it off and making it a regional authority. Right. Yeah, they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to get their hands on that. Yeah, but listen, we just got to be careful because you never know what you're getting, you know, from anywhere. Because uh, a lady was a bo- one of my bosses. She was talking. She had a, a a camper that she sat out up north a little bit, and she said, "Boy, you know, my water stinks so bad. I can't figure out why." We tried treating everything. Come to wow. find out, they had drilled the hole through a septic tank. So what she was, that's what she, that's what they were taking in from mm. that septic tank. Because you wow. know how you supposed to, they supposed to mark them, you know, where they places, you know, well this one had not been marked. So when they when they drilled for the water, they broke they broke right through through the septic tank. Wow. And so you know, you, you, there's something to say about government helping, you know. Because something, you just can't check everything. Yeah, well, you know, people, you know, putting all kinds of stuff in their body, but they don't want to put that 
vaccine and they were taking that right. in and and you yes, know, they couldn't the bleach up their butts, you know, and, and then standing in front of you know standing in front of infrared lights, you know. So You're right, I yeah. I agree with that. But they will not get that shot. They'll eat that hot dog, though. And, and, yeah. and those chitterlings. They'll eat those chitterlings. Yeah, we we do like our chitterlings. I was in the store, and the lady, I was uh, getting a money order, and the lady walked up to the window and asked the man, do you guys have chitterlings? He said, no. <laughs> she walked right out the door. <laughs> oh, they had a line for them over the holiday. People were mad they couldn't get those those intestines. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. it I, I wish I had some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah they, was looking, they were trying to eat, get that slave food. Yeah, I could have worked with some chitterlings. Right. So There's a place in Kentucky. They have a chitterling festival every year. The Who whole does? town shuts down. It's a, a town in Kentucky. Oh, I can't, I can't go to Kentucky. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I was on, a, I was on a, a, a ride, a drive ride, and uh, somebody brought up chitterlings or something like that, and this gentleman said, well, you know, in Kentucky, we have, you know, we uh, they shut down the whole town, and Everybody get to cleaning them, and then they have a chitlin festival. I thought he was trying to be, you know, facetious, you know, by you know, because it was a white guy. He came in that next day with his shirt that had the name of the place on and the annual chitlin oh, festival. I was like, I just knew he was lying, but wow, because my mom, yeah. when she gets finished washing, you can see through them. You know, you got you just can't hear everybody's chitlin. That's yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. But they are so good. <laughs> you can have them. So hey, I'll take them. <laughs> I will take them. Love me some chitterlings. Haven't had any in a long time, though. At any rate, I would like to ask if there's anyone who has already spoken or who wants to speak again or who has not spoken, you're welcome. We've got five more minutes, and I want to hear what someone else would like to say. So if you want to say something, just push the one on your phone and talk to us. Well, I don't think they want to talk, so. I guess not, so. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say our final words and wrap it up. Right. It's Friday. Three weeks yep. to Christmas. How about that? How many? Three? Three weeks. Today is the third. Oh, wow. 22 days. It comes and goes. Countdown is on. Quickly. Yeah. The countdown is on. I wouldn't mind being in the Bahamas right about now. Really? 
Yeah, I think next year is around this time, around Thanksgiving and Christmas time. I think um, think I'm gonna be out out somewhere in, in the, somewhere warm in the Caribbean or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's gonna happen next year. Mm-hmm. My daughter in California, she said they're going to Hawaii for the uh, uh, for Christmas. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Day. Well, Hawaii is beautiful that- anyway. Let us us hope that next year, 2022, that we won't have to worry as much about the virus. I sure hope we don't. Because that stopped a lot of people from going anywhere. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Sister Dorothy ain't been out the house since August. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) So she shut down. (laughs) Yep, that's what Miss Dorothy said. (laughs) And if you ain't vaccinated, you ain't coming in our house. Okay, Dorothy, what is your repeat? <laughs> you and Mace are too funny. <laughs> um, Mace mentioned Christmas. I want people to know of the new thing that's going on at the grocery stores. Uh-oh. I need everyone to be very vigilant about putting things in the trunk of your car because what they're doing now is there's a driver in a car, they're sitting further down the lane, and they run up and snatch your baskets and grab mm. your groceries. So the closer we get to Christmas, the worse it's going to mm-hmm. be out here because there is no stimulus check. <laughs> mm. And people people don't want to go to somebody's house and don't have a gift in their hand. Mm. So you please, say they don't have a, a check? But every time I right. pass a building, they got a sign that says hiring. And if I you understand really want to do something, get a right. job. Right. I totally agree with you. But some people would rather take the risk of getting three hops in a cot. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, this time of year, I do. Uh, tend to carry my my uh, personal protection a little more often, you know, just because I know people are real foolish during this time of year, you know, looking for people that are easy targets, easy marks. And I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Oh, yeah. And that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Man. Can I can I ask one quick question? You sure can. Oh, yeah. What is it? What is three hots in a cot? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to I hate to show my ignorance, but I'm like, what the heck does that okay. mean? Oh, can't I'm believe it. Can explain that for him. <laughs> it it, it means that, that you're going. It means that you're going to jail, and they're going to give you three meals and a cot. Oh, okay. 
I'm sorry. I, some things I don't catch, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised that one got over your head. Okay. Three houses and a cot. Had <laughs> heard that in a long time. Somewhere to sleep. Right. For free. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna give you this one for free. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I just I didn't know better. No, ask. no. If you need to know, then ask. Okay, guys, I think we've had a a good evening and a good conversation. So, Mr. Coleman, did you have something that you wanted to leave us with? Well, you know, just kind of piggybacking, you know, what we were just talking about, uh, you know, during the holiday season. Uh, Everybody just be careful, you know, um, and when you're out in the public, you know, act like people around you got COVID, act like you got COVID, you know, and be protected and wear your mask <laughs> and, and be as socially distant as possible. And, uh, and and like Sister Dorothy was saying, just be careful while you're out there, you know, putting your groceries in your car and you're out there, um, you know, on the road because people are um, looking for easy targets. So don't be walking to your car on your phone, distracted, you know, carrying ten bags, you know, and and get stuck up or, or kidnapped. Well, it they, would be nice if you had too. someone with you. Yeah, that helps. That helps, but you know, sometimes you're by yourself. That's true. So just so just be mm-hmm. careful and uh, and. And stay warm and uh, talk to you next Friday. Okay. So, Miss Lucy, did you have to say, did you have something you wanted to say? I wanted to say in regards to what's happening with our schools, it seems like people are be, um I hate to keep two, saying this, but it seems like ever two since minutes, January two 6th, minutes. it isn't before. Go ahead. Two minutes. Oh, well, anyway, it seems like... Uh, this uh, way of seeing uh, that you just got right, never mind anybody else's, it's, it's, it's becoming even more violent, more and more, you know. And when you see people get off, you know, this is what's been happening. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right. TC? Just everybody have a happy holiday and be safe out there. Thank you. Okay. Dorothy? Everyone rest well this evening and be blessed and be safe. Okay. Well, what I'd like to say is time and good friends are two things that become more valuable the older we get. And with that having been said, I thank you guys for your participation, and we will talk to you Next Friday on the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Good evening and have a good Good weekend. Be careful. Good night.